You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. You're welcome to drink our whiskey and smoke our really fine cigars. One more time, boys. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're gonna smoke a really good cigar and drink a really fine whiskey. It is happy hour. It's the Man Cave Happy Hour. I'm Jamie Flanagan. I am Matthew Fox. Hey, buddy. We are, hey. <laughs> we are out hanging out. Uh, today we're at Ambassador Cigar. We're in beautiful Troy, Michigan. That's right. Uninvited. Very much so. <laughs> set up. We just set up in the corner. We took over a table and Got we're like, hey. You want to record a podcast? Hey, I got a bunch of microphones in my bag. <laughs> and Matt's have microphones like, will travel. That is it. So uh, yeah, so the man cave happy hour. A lot of times we visit happy hours and talk to a distiller, find out about craft cocktails. But uh, is there such a thing as a happy hour on a Sunday? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty damn happy. <laughs> hey, I'm happy. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> So I, we were kind of, you know, just thinking about uh, ramping it up at the man cave and, and doing yeah. something special, something a little new. And this is what we're going to call just a taste. Just the taste. Just Not just the tip. Just the taste. <laughs> we're oh, never, did I say that too soon? We are never hosting the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> or running for office. Or running for office. Or <laughs> anything. This will be proof right here. <laughs> so, but we, yeah, we're at Ambassador Cigar. It is uh, basketball. The place is kind of jumping. Mm-hmm. There's people all around. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State is on the TV playing basketball. We're into the second half, and uh, I don't it's, know. It's a tight game, I guess. Yeah, yeah. State was up by two going into the half. I don't know. We've been yeah. plugging in microphones. Sports really ball. Been. Sports yeah. ball. I'm confused, though, because I did my undergrad at, at U of M. Yeah. I got my journalism certifications at State. State. Right. I have lots of sweatshirts. I don't know which one to wear. That's why you're wearing your goofball. That's why I'm wearing, yeah, <laughs> my Detroit goofball. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> So we're here. Here's the concept, the Man Cave Happy Hour, just a taste. And uh, Matt and I have decided we're going to sit down maybe once a week. Once a week. We're now going and again. To, now and again. We're, gonna, we're going to look at one. We're going to pick one type of bourbon, whiskey, spirit, and, and just kind of go through it. You know, Break Take it a taste. Something we've never done before. Just a little taste. Right. And just do a taste of it. Just a taste. And just kind of talk about what we get out of it. For no other reason than just a good reason to hang out. Well, there's that, right? Because sure. it, it is the man cave, right? Yes. Right. And then we appreciate you hanging out with us and taking some time and listening to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We do appreciate it. Man Cave Happy Hour um, on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. It's just, out there. Uh, man Cave HR on Twitter. Yep. 
Um, uh, I haven't. I, our site, www.mancavehappyhour.com. That's it. That so is, the place to find there. all the stuff that we do. Because yeah. like when we sit down with a distributor uh, or a distiller mm-hmm. or we go to a distillery, those usually are like an hour, hour and a half. Sure. Um, but these are going to be shorter. Yes. Theoretic, I only have so theoretically. Much time. Theoretically. Well, <laughs> we, we've been here for a little bit longer than what's going to happen yeah. right now. But <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're, we're a beer and a pizza into it. Yes. <laughs> and then we're like, let's plug in some microphones and, and have some fun. So we've yeah. launched the Facebook. I can't see the Facebook. But, it's okay. Uh, theoretically, we're <laughs> yeah, theoretically, we're on the Facebook as well. Fair enough. And uh, so what do we have... Uh, on tap, we got you know, the Jefferson, right? Jefferson. We're doing the Jeffersons, uh, the Aged at Sea. Aged at Sea. Something, you know, we, we want to pick something that we've never done before. We've done a lot of different bourbons over our year and a half of doing this. Right. But we, we, we want to increase our palate, get a little bit more involved in to what is actually happening here and give yeah. you a brief description of what we're feeling and what we're tasting. Break well, them down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, break it down. So Jefferson's Aged at Sea, Ocean Aged at Sea, and the, and the label is saying, because I've been learning a little bit as we do this, and that's yes. the reason we do the Man Cave is because we're trying to learn stuff. Yes. And so what I've learned is that a lot of the bourbons, mm-hmm. um, people are, are, are using juice sourced juice for right. their and there's a big house there's a big di- distribution house but it's like in the midwest it's like in illinois oh really yeah oh. so it's like it's in indiana it's somewhere somewhere it's not and this, <laughs> we haven't learned that yet that, I, I did but i forgot it we'll get back and I'll, we'll learn that one but uh but this one is labeled as kentucky straight bourbon huh uh kentucky straight bourbon whiskey very small batch okay 45 uh, alcohol 90 proof um, and the bottle, this bottle, but it is bottle number. And I think you can, can, is this the number you use to trace the voyage of the boat? I think that might be. Yes. So that's that, something cool on the, uh, Jefferson ocean website. You can track the voyage of the boat. You can. Cause I, from what I read, it, it actually crosses the equator about four times. Okay. Right. And it actually visits 30 different ports. Okay. You know, over its voyage on, like on the college. ship. Yeah. All right. Anyway, what? <laughs> I don't even know. But it says it, on, on the on the side label here. It says bottled for McCain and Klein, Louisville, Kentucky. Ah. So it says bottled for, but it huh. does say Kentucky straight bourbon on the front. Okay. So because some some of the bourbons, um, and Kentucky bourbons, uh, are are these sourced bourbons, right? Because uh, with the big boom, right? Mm-hmm. There, people are running out of juice. They They're really running, are. And, and this big house is able to supply people, and so they can do blends. Um, they can bottle it and sell it as their own. Huh. One that uh, I was interested in that does it is Bullet. Who does it? Bullet. Oh, Bullet. Bullet yeah. Bourbon. Okay. yeah, so that's not really a Kentucky or a Tennessee. Um, that's more from the Midwest. And okay. it's just, you know, bottled. So there's a difference. So when you're looking at a bottle, you got to see where it was bottled huh. and where it was distilled. And there's a difference. And there's no distillation signification it, there really uh, delineation uh, it, it for gets the reputation. So, yeah, it gets distilled somewhere, but we don't know how. It doesn't say. Is. It doesn't say. It's not specific. And again, uh, some of the bottling is going that way. Some sure. of the bigger, uh, bigger labels. Uh, those are like, oh, that's my unicorn. And it's like, well, it's really not a unicorn anymore because it's uh, is being sourced. You mm-hmm. know, it's being sourced um, as as these distillers are catching up. Right. So. Um, We'll find out. Yeah, we can find out about Jefferson. And yeah. again, this was just sitting down and doing a, just a cursory... Uh, just the taste, man. Uh, just a cursory <laughs> look at it here. Mm-hmm. But uh, is that Leanne? Was that our bartender? Yes. So Leanne, our bar, our bartender, 
Uh, she gave us a nice, a nice pour. She did give us a nice pour. Uh, we asked for it neat though, because you, we, when we try we something did. new, we always, right, right. we always go neat first, sure. because that's where you're going to get the better nose from, right, 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 and that's where you're going to get the 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 better initial hit, right, right. I guess you could say. So but before to, we dive into uh, the smell and talking about that, right, you know, so because uh, I got some opinions already. I'm smelling it. It's breathing <laughs> right now too, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So as it breathes, Matt, tell us a little bit about uh, the Jefferson's Ocean the, um, and the whole project that they got going there. Well. Jefferson's Ocean aged at sea. It's actually somewhat new. It only came onto the scene in 2012, mm. right? But before it came onto the scene, it had to be, it had to, it had to soak in the barrels, right? Right, right. The right. charred oak barrels that they always use, right? So it hit the scene in 2012, and it actually ages bourbon on an ocean-bound ship. Wow. Because, you know, when, when you're looking at a bottle, when you have a bottle in your hand, you let's say it's just going back and forth in your hand, sure. right? You know, it, it it's moving. It's back right. and forth. So right. if if the juice is in the barrel and it's moving, right. it's starting to it'll start to get more of the flavors out of the sure. barrel itself. And from what I understand, yes. uh, again from our cursory knowledge, um, I believe, and I guess people like big fanatics will correct us. Yes. Uh, Maker's Mark um, is the only company that like rotates their barrels or turns their barrels yeah most people they put them in the storehouse and they just let them sit. and they sit this uh, is makers gives them a bit of a spin which again activates things and moves things right, around right these are on an ocean it's constantly moving it's, it's not all, Matt, it's not the size of the ship oh is it it's the motion of the ocean <laughs> that's uh that's what it's all about. We are never, take that to the bank right We are there. never hosting the Grammys. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> so they actually, they actually aged the uh, Jefferson's agency. Yes. In, in, so, the in barrel so it's for, moving. Yeah, it's moving for That's four years. That's a different years. dynamic. It's, a, it's, all, it's in a barrel for four years at sea. Like right. I said, it crosses the equator a number of times. It visits, so it, not only that, you get the... You get the salt from the ocean, mm-hmm. right? It caramelizes a little bit more. You get a, you, you should get some different flavor notes, I think. I haven't even touched it yet. I noticed right, right. it a little bit, but I we, did. I got a couple opinions already. Yeah, yeah you know, it, it's going to give you a different flavor because it's moving constantly. Right. Right. So I'm thinking, you know, the caramelization's there because it's getting more of the sugars out of the barrel. Sure. Because it is constantly moving. Right. Right. You know that that's my that's my humble personal novice opinion. Yeah. But I, it, I'll tell you what, I, I'm kind of excited to understand how. I would love to talk to this guy, Chris Fletcher. Sure. He's the uh, he's the guy that owns the boat. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then Trey, uh, Trey Zoller, he's right. the uh, he, he kind of, he's the founder. He's the master blender All of right. Jefferson's Age at Sea. So that's know? our mission is to to talk to Jefferson folks yeah. and, and get them on. Now Trey, uh, they were out there. Yes. For an entirely different purpose. They were. They were out there tagging sharks. They were. They were. They, they, that's Chris, the one fact that I knew. I told yeah. Matt. I said, I, Matt, I have one. <laughs> I have. I have one fact about this. Just one. That's it. That's all I know. Yeah. I made Matt do the rest of the <laughs> looking up. So uh, yeah, they actually they were. Did. They were out on a mission and they were doing research and they were tagging sharks, marine species. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and finding things out and and on that initial, hey, we should. Bring some barrels of bourbon with us and age it while we're out here. What else are you going to do when uh, you're at sea? Is it more than a three-hour tour? At this point, it's a four-hour tour. A four it's a four-year tour. tour. <laughs> I'm already I'm already two in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, this it should be really interesting as to what we get out of it. Was there anything else off of the history that you wanted to share? Well, like I said, it's that four-year experiment. You know, it actually does describe itself 
as a as a darker bourbon. Right. It's got caramel flavors that seem to be reminiscent of a dark rum. Okay. So, but it's got a briny. Uh, it's it's got a briny flavor because it was sitting out at sea, so you get that sea that, that sea air okay. with the barrels as well. Right. So it, it kind of they it, according to uh, what is this uh, whiskey that the whiskey wash it kind of resembles. Oh boy. Um, sorry, dude. Trying, I'm trying to look at my notes here. I can't read my own handwriting. Ah. Ah. So yeah, it kind of resembles an Islay Scotch. Okay, you know mm. that's what that's what they kind of re- they, they compare. I have it no to. idea what that means, but okay. N- neither do I, and we're yeah. gonna have to try that next. But in all honesty, you know, this is something that's new. Right. And it's only been on the it's only been on the market for six seven years now. Sure. So it's still getting a it's getting a brand behind it, and sure. it's a different concept. Yeah. You know, if, if you're gonna turn it like Maker's Mark does, yeah. you know, that's a different concept. But this is a well, constant move. It's and a then, constant. You know, like our, our friends at Three Chord Bourbon, they blast sound waves at it, right. a particular frequency, right. Metallica. They blast Metallica tunes at it, and that activates <laughs> right the, the the casks and the kegs in a different way. Yep. And so, moving on the ocean, that constant movement. It, it makes a difference. It, it should make a difference. All so right. I'm kind of so Jamie. I'm gonna let you so take your first let's sip. Sniff. All right. So I Jamie was sniffing it earlier. Yeah. So it noses really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a nice batch of caramel. It does. It does got that nice batch of caramel to and it. The, the, you should get some floral notes as it's, well. It's not really dark, but it, it's 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 not light. It's not light. It's not it's, it's not the, dark. The it's on the medium side. Yeah. It's on the medium side as far as the, uh, the for what it looks like. It's a medium like a honey brown almost. Right. But when you nose it, you should get some florals and with some salted caramel in it. So if you ever do this, you know, something that Jamie just did was really important. If you've been drinking on something else, like uh, like, a, like a Stella or what have yeah, you. Yeah, we've been drinking beer. Yeah, you, you need to clean your palate. Stuff. Clean your palate, so what had, have you. I had a little potato chip, yep. and then I drank some water, so to kind of clean things yeah. out a little bit. Yep. So go ahead and nose that, Jamie. Tell me what yeah. you get. I did the caramel big time. I'm getting the caramel. You big get the time. caramel. Caramel, yeah. a lot of caramel. You're, you're supposed to get some. Some. You're definitely supposed to get that, and you're supposed to feel some of that florals. I think the florals on the palate is where it comes out a little bit more. So we're in the middle of a cigar bar too. So. Yeah. So yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're three quarters of our way through uh, our cigars too. So that's I'm sure that's impacting our <laughs> our enjoyment. But it, the the smoke and salt notes um, they should be more pronounced when we actually get the taste. Yeah, and there's sweet. I, it's it's caramely, sweetie, caramely, but not not not. I got the floral on the taste. The floral is there on the taste, and then it has a little bit of a pepper bite. And it's not a bad bite at all. It's a, it's a nice pepper. Oh, it's a nice pepper. But then a little bit longer now. Now it's starting to kind of ease in, and now I'm getting that caramel. Yeah, yeah. That is a really. That's actually a really nice. Uh, well, there's a, nice a flavor blend. in there I there's haven't a, had in, a, in another bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, this is a it's a very different that, that, bourbon. That, that briny sea salt. Yeah, because um, it's not salty, but um, yeah, because when you're talking briny sea salt, I'm like, yeah, yeah whatever, okay, whatever, okay. But no, no, there's a, there's a unique flavor in there. Yeah, it's a very unique. It's a soft salt. It's a it's a small salty smoky. Well, I just combine. I just burped. Yeah, that adds another dynamic. Does to it, it really? Yeah. Do it. Try it. Yeah. Did that? Was that the meat that you had on the pizza earlier? <laughs> uh, why do our wives let us out of the house? Because they love us. <laughs> you know, this is a, it's actually a really. You know, we just did it neat. We now always that, now that I sipped. Now that I sipped. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, nosing it again, I'm getting more flowers, florals. Yeah. Now that I've s- it tapers off really nicely, and that's yeah. where that caramel is driving a lot of that flavor oh, at yeah. that point. So yeah, yeah. 
That's a really nice. That was a. That, I like. See, I'm a big caramel guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do like a good caramel, whatever. But this has a nice caramel finish to it. It really does. Right. And we always try it neat. Anytime you try any bourbon for the first time, don't, you know, everyone's different. They like their water. You know, they can ice it down or what have you. But first time yeah. you try it, always go neat. That brine, that salty brine, is there again when I tasted it again. There's, uh, I you see, and then all those 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 tasting notes that people have. Um, you know, shoe leather and pencil shavings. I don't get yeah. all that. I mean, no. I'm not that deep. My palate isn't that refined. Neither is mine. <laughs> uh, but there's a there's a decided taste, and, and we read a couple of the tasting notes, and they yep. said it's going to be this salty, briny thing. Yes. And there's a differently, decidedly different taste in there. There is. And and it's if that's what that is, it's not what it's, it's not what we're, it's not what I'm used to. Do you, you want know? to open it up with a couple drops of water? You can open it up. Go ahead, man. I, right, actually, gonna, I actually really enjoy it. I'm going to put a couple drops of water in there. Go for it, man. All right. Just so put while, like you're, a straw, while you're doing that. I put like a straw full of water in it yeah. to, to see what that does. You know, it's, you know, the ocean, you know, on a boat. It's a really unique place. On a boat. I'm on a boat. But it's a very <laughs> uncommon place, you know, to age bourbon. Yes. It really is an uncommon place. And that's well, you got to li- figure. I mean, it's a limited capacity, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, hey Thaler, hey buddy. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be people. So, no, people in Navarre are looking at us like we're yeah, whatever. <laughs> we're having a good time, That's and I hope it. you're having a good time too here in the Man Cave Happy Hour. Yes. Yeah, you know this is something that uh, that Mr. Flanagan, Jamie, decided to. Uh, at one afternoon, he's walking down the street, kind of in a pissy mood, and. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, you know what? I want to talk more about this type of stuff because he had a he had a bourbon in one hand and a cigar in the other. And I know. Colleen was like, get yourself a bourbon, it. get yourself a cigar. Let's <laughs> go for a walk. I'm like, this is my kind of exercise, honey. Okay. Yeah. So you know, this this is a very unique type of bourbon, just because of the constant movement that it had. It created this honey brown flavor, and this really caramelized the sugars that much more because it's touching more of the barrel over time. That 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 flavor is in there. Yeah. Um. I like it. I, I, I like it. It's, it's uh, but it doesn't linger. It's it it adds it, it adds some dynamics while you're drinking it. Yes, but it's not like a a, a, a bad taste hanging on afterwards. It doesn't. You know, some bourbons do that to you as it's well. It's finishing softer. Yeah, I'm not getting in uh, with the caramel. A lot of times, it's something that smells this caramely. It'll mm-hmm. be buttery tasting. Sure, and I'm not getting that. Hmm. When you taste it, you got that 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 briny, salty thing going on, right? Uh, and then the finish is just a nice caramel, not super strong, but the caramel is just still there. And like you said, that briny mm-hmm. leads into a, I guess maybe peppery. You said, right? I'll agree with so that. You opened yours up just a little bit with the with the straw water. Tasting right? the same. To is me. it the same? Yeah, right. I'm not, and I'm not getting anything vehemently different. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's very unique. It's got a unique flavor. It's not a bad flavor in any way, shape, or form. It does finish. I Very think the nice brine thing. taste gets stronger with the water in it. Hmm. Is yeah, that just yeah. because of the water? We're not. We're not. Uh, I mean, it was just a straw. Oh, okay. A swizzle straw full of it water. It was tap water. I, I wonder if it would be tap water make a change, or if you used, uh, uh, you know, any type of a, a fresh ocean water. water, ocean water, yeah. or bottled water, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, you know, this is a this is a really good uh, decision for I our like first that. just the taste. I've been nope. I've been meaning to try to to hook into the hook into the uh, Jefferson's Ocean. I've wanted to try it. Yeah, just because is it just a gimmick? Right. Is it is no, it really a thing? But there is there's a decided taste to no, it. They, um, it started out very small. Now it's globally, and they ship stuff around the right, entire right. globe. 
and it goes to 30 different ports. For oh, goodness hey, sakes. Paul joined us. Hey, Paul. What's we're up, buddy? On, uh, Paul, <laughs> our, uh, yeah, we're smoking cigars without you, Paul. Paul Sorry, is, Paul. Uh, Paul's our, our, our adopted godfather, cigar godfather <laughs> from the uh, Michigan uh, Cigar Michigan's, uh, Network. Cigar Smokers know. of Michigan. Cigar Smokers of Michigan. Yes. So thanks uh, for joining us, Paul. Yeah, cheers, Paul. Uh, yeah, watching basketball, smoking cigars, and we figured we would do just a taste. What else do we want to talk about this, Matt, before we wrap it up? Well, um, one last thing I will share with you that, yes, it is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It's a very small batch, as this is called, but it ages for at least four years in the barrels on the ships. It's always moving, so you're going to get more of the more barrel, more of a barrel taste than anything else. But it does open it up to a lot more, uh, a lot more flavors, I think. I was stalling because I was looking. You keep going. I'm I'm going to keep going. All right. So, if you go to their website, it's uh, yes. what is that? com. I would imagine. Or if you just look up uh, jeffersonsbourbon.com, right. you're going to get a lot more because they have more than just this. They and have there, a lot more there's products. There's several different variations, yeah. right? Yeah, there's they have cask strength. Right, right. They have got a lot more single versions. Single barrel. There's a lot of different. Right. Uh, this was an experiment that they tried with their original, you know, th- right. three blends of bourbon that they had originally. So, they just figured they would give it a shot and see what happens. And it was an experiment, and so far for me, it's been a wonderful experiment that's worked out very well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, while I, I'm going to let people know what's going on next, and you're going to look up uh, the price points yes. on these. But uh, coming up, we had a guest uh, on the May Cave. We talked to Carrie from the Financial Survival Network. Uh, he's also the author of Viral Podcasting. So we got connected with Carrie, and uh, he's a he's a wine buff. Oh, nice! He, yeah, he loves he loves red wine. So Carrie and I have a conversation about red wine. But before we get to that, we talked about podcasting, uh, about his Financial Survival Network, and. Okay. and uh, his life as a recovering attorney, uh, you know, as a financial guy personally, you know yeah. that's what I do. I work. I'm a banker by trade, um, so I, I'm I'm really excited to hear what he had to say about that. So yeah, so we had a nice conversation with Carrie the other day, and we're going to add that on here as uh, part of this man cave happy hour. Matt, what is? But before we go over to that and flip over to our cha- conversation with Carrie, yeah, what is the price point on the Jefferson Ocean? I, I saw a couple. Yeah, it, it actually is. It's kind of all over the place. You yeah, know, it could there's be several, any, like there's cast strength. There's cast strength. There's you're, like the 12 year. And, and yeah. so, yeah. You know, looking at uh, just Google, I'm, I'm Googling this as all we right, speak, sure. right? So, you know, it could be anywhere from 101 bucks down to $75. And I think the one that we're having right now. Yes. Um, I think this a, a little, because this is just the introductory one. Yes. I think the price point's on that closer to 50, yes. I think. I think so because uh, I think your basic bottle is closer to, to fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, that's just what I'm looking up on uh, on Google right but now. Yeah, you're getting your so. specials in your twelve years in the single cask or the single barrel. Right. Um, those are going to be closer to a hundred. Sure. Um, on those. Yeah. So but, it depends uh, on what your what your pocketbook is going to be able to handle at that point. So. Um, would you come here again? Would I do this one again? If I had uh, no other choice, I I would not mind this in any way, shape, or form. Right, right, because I would actually go out and buy a bottle of this, sure, okay, just to have it on the just to have it on the counter. That's the question, and you know, just to you know, give some give give a guest an option. Marry, kill, or no? All right, what? <laughs> <Get some. laughs> just like it's just nice to have options. You know, you can have your you can have a Jameson as an option, sure, then you can sure. have a Stag as an option. Sure, you know, those are two very very, very different, distinct you know, options. Very there, distinct. Yes. So you want to have a little bit more options for your guests, or what have you, or if you're. Right on. If you're just hanging out and you're not really in the mood for something too strong, but not too not too light, mm-hmm. this is a good uh, this is a good in between. Yeah. 
All right, Matthew. Uh, there you go. We're uh, at. Uh, we're going to do this again. We're at Ambassador Cigar this time, but yes, sir. Uh, who knows where we'll end up? This is kind of really close to both of us, so <laughs> it's, it's not it's, a not a bad place to, no. to end up for it, just a taste yeah, with play. the with the man cave happy hour, um, and we'll we'll follow this up with our financial survival network interview with Carrie. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, so there you go. Hey, thanks for joining Welcome us. Welcome to Man Cave. Cheers. Fantastic. Cheers, everybody. All right, fair play. And it is time to dive into the happy hour. We're going to talk a little bit about a red wine today. We're going to call up our guest, Kerry Lutz. He is a, a financial guru. We're going to find out about his podcast, the things he does, and then we're going to dive into some red wine. Let's give him a call. Ooh. Dance party. My favorite part. Carrie, hi, it's Jamie from the Man Cave Happy Hour. Hey, how are you, Jamie? Excellent, excellent. Carrie, thanks so much for uh, taking some time to uh, join us down in the Man Cave today. Hey, I love it. I love the concept, and uh, hey, we'll have some fun. Absolutely. So I wanted to talk to you um, about uh, the things that you do. You have the Financial Survivor Survival Network, um, mm-hmm. and y- it is a, a group of investment professionals coming together. Um, what exactly is the Financial Survival Network? Well, it's a podcast, a website, and a network of people who uh, I interview regularly to try to get out the word on the street what's really happening in the economy, not what uh, the mainstream media is telling you. All right. And, um, you know, I won't always say that I know exactly what's going on, but I certainly, uh, what we really specialize in is deconstructing stories that are in the media. Okay. To get to the bottom of things. So, are, are these for in, investment pros, or is this for uh, uh, people managing their own portfolio, or is this uh, is this a show for everybody? Um, a show for everybody. Mainly, we kind of gear towards professionals, um, professionals, small business people, and retirees who are, uh, you know, they're like six figure earners or better. All right, so Carrie, why, why, uh, why a podcast, Carrie? What, uh, what's what's the big deal with your podcast? Why do you do a podcast? Well, I've done radio before, and I just feel like it's a great way to reach people. Inexpensive, easy to syndicate, easy to get your message out there, easy to pick up listeners, and uh, it just works. So, well, yeah, I'm just, I'm a podcast junkie myself. I just, I always like to know why other people like diving into, uh, the medium as well. So, yeah, it is an, mm-hmm. it's an amazing way to, to, to share a story or a message or, yeah. uh, 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 you know, collaborate on, on ideas. Uh, so I just, I, I just love, I just love doing it. And I appreciate you collaborating mm-hmm. with, with, with us today yeah. for a, a little bit. Right. So are you going to podcast or podcast movement one of them? Ah no, I'm not uh, I'm not going to make it to those this year. I do it's, it's on my it's on my list of things uh mm-hmm. I do want to do. Have you, do you do you frequent those as well? Yeah, well, I've been to podcast movement a few times. I like podcast better. Okay. It just the people are more real and 
I just like it better. So yeah. a little smaller, a little less, less hectic. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, there's so many conventions and things to do. It's just, uh, it's simply I'm astounding. Done, yeah. There's only 24 hours in a day. So uh, in the investment world. Limited time. Why the hell did my portfolio mm-hmm. take a hit last month? What's going on? <laughs> hey, who knows? <laughs> it's like uh, the market's been going straight up, been doing nothing but going up for 10 years in a row. Yeah. So maybe it's due for a little decline. Sure. Yeah. It took a little bit of a hit. I was like, whoa, hey, all right. Is it time to pull it out and stuff it all in the mattress? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I don't>... Well, <laughs> I talked to a lot of so-called experts about that very topic. And, you know, a lot of them say that, no, we're in a bear market. A couple of guys who I really trust say, no, the fun is just getting started. You can't even imagine what's going to happen. So you kind of have to pick and choose which one you're going to listen to. But it wouldn't surprise me if the bear market goes on for several more. I mean, the bull market, rather. You know the rally goes on for several more years. Okay, good, good to hear. Because I'm, uh, I'm, I, I teach high school during the week, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm about five years out from uh, when I'd like to check out. Three years from I really want to check out. Five years from mm-hmm. probably when I'll be actually be able to check out <laughs> and and head yeah, into what state uh, are you in? uh, Michigan. Oh God, do you think? You really think you're going to have a pension for the rest of your life? <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I have a lot of my own savings too. Well, not a lot, but I have some of my own savings as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'll be very careful with it. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to have to buy you out somehow. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to take place, but the very notion of these pensions—they're unsustainable. Oh yeah. So, so you need to have a plan B. Oh yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. the younger teachers coming in. Uh, they the the they they have this tiered system now, and it actually mm-hmm. kind of it kind of pits teachers against one another. It's uh, it's it's real. It's great union. Yeah. It's great union busting stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you have people at different you have people at different tiers, you know, doing the same job, yeah. but uh, at different tiers of mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, compensation. It's uh, not not completely yeah. kosher. Uh, yeah, so. Well, you're a right, you're a right to work state now, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, so. they're crazy, crazy business, uh, in, in Michigan and mm-hmm. in, in the, and, and the awful yeah. thing is, you know, I got into this, you know, this art of teaching, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it is a craft. it's, yeah. an, it's an industry now, though. No, mm-hmm. we have conversations at school about the product. And it's like, I'm like, yep. what the hell are you talking about? Okay. Well, the, the product, the kids, I'm like, holy shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> Did you just call yeah. them a product? <laughs> yeah, it's an educational industrial complex. It, it really is. It's, uh, it's mm-hmm. you know, but hey, the teachers are out there, you know, it, us as individuals are, are doing what we can with uh, these crazy yeah, little... you must love it. You uh, must love what you're doing. Or used to at some point, right? At some point, <laughs> at some point, Gary, I did for sure. Ah, uh, there's still mm-hmm. shining moments. I still have some wonderful, fantastic kids. So, uh, but you great. you do a bit of teaching uh, yourself uh, through your podcast, mm-hmm. and then through a book that you wrote called Viral Podcasting. Tell me about Viral Podcasting. Well, you know, I went through this journey, um, learning how to be a podcaster. There weren't any books about it. There was certainly no book about how to how to make podcasting a career or a business. So I figured, well, since there's none out there, I got to do it. So 
you know, I was successful, been successful. This year it's going to be probably my best year ever um, doing podcasting. So I figured, uh, well, let's see if people can learn from my somewhat bittersweet experience. Hmm. So thus the book was born. What was what was the most difficult lesson you learned? Um, basically, that if you build it, they won't come. Ah, <laughs> so you then, have to make them want to come. Ah, because otherwise they're not coming. All right, and is that what people will find out? Uh, how to make them want uh-huh. to come in viral podcasting? Among other things, yeah. Okay, we have to treat it as a business from the get go. So. You, so there's really a lot of what it's about. there's a lot of people we're broadcasting here in downtown Detroit, uh, podcast Detroit mm-hmm. studios, and uh, there are six there are six different studios. One here in, in downtown Detroit, right by the Little Caesars mm-hmm. Arena and the the uh, Comerica Park where the Tigers play and the Pistons and the Red Wings. So we're right in the heart uh, of the mm-hmm. city. Uh, and then there's another four studios of the podcast Detroit really? network uh, up in uh, a, a suburb about eight miles north of here called Royal Oak. Um, and they, mm-hmm. on the network, there's probably close to, uh, a hundred, 110 shows, uh, running throughout wow. the week. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. No, I'm you, you, you haven't, you haven't heard them. Uh, <laughs> there's some rough spots, but no, but it, it's people, mm-hmm. it's people expressing their voices. And that's what I, I compliment because I just rent space here. It's, uh, I'm just one of the shows, um, on mm-hmm. the network, but the guys, Bob and Dave from IT and the D, they, they do this. And it, it's like mm-hmm. what I do with my kids. I teach journalism in high school, the yearbook newspaper broadcast. Oh, and it's, uh, right. it, it's, it's, it's giving, uh, those young people a voice, right? And, and giving them an outlet. Right. And what these guys do at Podcast Detroit is that they, they give these people uh, an opportunity to have a voice uh, and, yeah. and be heard. Yeah. So it's, it's a pretty amazing thing. But there's a lot of people who aren't approaching it, like you said in your book, um, like a business. They're not really approaching it as a business. Exactly. They're, they're just doing it um, for fun, right? If it's, if it's them mm-hmm. and, and it's a hobby. Uh, do you think that's hurting the, the podcast uh, industry, the podcast no, nation? No, because... because- you got to realize anyone who's serious about it mm-hmm. is going to stick to it and their hobby will turn into a passion and it'll turn into perhaps if they do things properly, if they execute right, it'll turn into a career. Um, and you know, like the ones who aren't serious, they are really, uh, self, uh, executing. They will, uh, after a few episodes, they'll just say, wow, this is work. <laughs> I don't want more work and they'll stop doing it, which is if you look on iTunes, most of them have been discontinued. So, so really the more of the merrier because there's an infinite number of topics that people are willing to, uh, are, or are at least curious about and are, uh, are willing to, uh, to learn more about given the opportunity. Oh, that's it. Exactly. So really. It, we do, we yeah. do, we do a bit called, uh, well, the show next week is going to be, and we, we pretend we're going to change the topic of the show for the next week. Uh-huh. And we come up with some ridiculous topic, like, <laughs> you know, like Comic Sans. Yeah. Uh, we take things and we read it in Comic Sans because it's funnier that way. Yeah. And it's That's like, that'll funny. be the podcast, you know? And, and it's like, but it, mm-hmm. some of the things we've come up with, we've Googled, we're like, Oh wait, holy crap. There actually is a podcast like that. It's like, yeah. it's, there's a, never be surprised yeah. what somebody will podcast about. <laughs> Cause, uh, if you thought of it, somebody else has, you know, I, I gotta tell you, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's crazy ones too. 
Uh, There's a lot of uh, crazy stuff out there. And you can ha- that's one of the things is you can have fun with it. You know, you're allowed to have fun. Yeah. So, you know, and if you're not having fun, that's why you're not going to last. You'll self-deport yourself from, uh, from the podcasting universe quickly. So are you a, are you a, uh, uh, are you a certified financial advisor or, uh, what's, no. what's your, what's your thinking? No, I'm a recovering attorney. Oh, wow. Uh, right I practiced law in New York for 30 years and, uh, had enough of that and was looking for something else that would give me fulfillment, allow me to kind of reach out and touch people. And I don't want to say make a difference because that's such a cliche, sure. but make a difference. So and then I just kind of, uh, I always thought, well, I wanted to be on the radio, and I would have to uh, buy a radio station. Right. And then podcasting came. <laughs> and I said, wow, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. All right. So the Man Cave Happy Hour, we uh, it's uh, it's uh, whiskey, spirits, cigars, and, and the stories that go along with it. Oh. Uh, we like to okay. do that. We visit happy hours. We... Uh, we we go mm-hmm. to distilleries. We talk to people, and uh, you you just seem yeah. like an interesting guy. I figured we'd we'd say hi. <laughs> uh, and in in your hey. bio, it says you love red wine, and you were uh, you were quite the aficionado. Um, oh, uh, maybe I overread you know. maybe I overread that, but uh, you're a big fan yeah. of red wine, uh, and so I've I wanted been, to. I've been drinking red wine for forty five forty forty eight years, so. There is some truth to it. Yeah, there you are. So what do you know about red wine? Because there's a, a controversy, that, well, not really a controversy, but there's opinions about uh, red wines from the United States uh, and red wines from around the world. And then people say that they're just there's just not a good red wine created in the U.S. Do you... I, I totally don't buy that. Okay. I mean, look, there's different levels, like in everything. If you're looking for the finest wine in the world... Well, there are some great ones from California. Sure. You know, some great Cabernets. Um, there's so many wines from all over the world. You're not always looking to drink the best glass of wine in the world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just want to kick back. You know, it, it all depends what you're looking for, right? That five-buck chuck? Because sometimes. What's that? <laughs> that five-buck chuck you get down at Trader Joe's? <laughs> yeah. That could be good. Some of those some of those box wines can be really good. And those things and, never uh, end. <laughs> what's that? Those box wines, they just keep pouring and pouring and pouring. It's like they never end. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's like, like I said, it's all a matter of what you are looking for mm-hmm. um but there's plenty of great wines that are uh, that come from american vineyards sure i mean the best pinot noirs in the world are coming out of oregon out of uh, california out of washington state the best uh, some of the best cabernets are coming out of washington state i mean they're amazing wines and they aren't real expensive. I mean, that's the common misnomer, misunderstanding, is that you somehow have to spend $100 a bottle to get a great bottle of wine. And it's, you could spend $25. You could spend 15 some places. It just depends. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, like, I've, I've had wine from all over the world. 
and from some well-known countries and from some not so well-known countries. I mean, I am partial to uh, French red burgundies. I'll admit that. Sure. They've gotten very expensive. I don't have them that often as I used to when they were $10 a bottle. <laughs> yeah. When the top one would be $50 a bottle. Right. But you can still you can still find them a nice uh, French red burgundy for $25. Not hard to do. Right. So, you know, I mean, yeah, there are people who are very snobby and elitist. The wine area kind of uh, attracts these people. Right. But, you know, the fact is that wine is the kind of thing. It also depends who you're with, sure. what you're eating, you know, wine pairings with food. Uh, you don't have to be a total wine snob to really enjoy the world of wine. That's one of the great things about it. And I, experts do people a disservice because they seem to imply that uh, you have to have this, you know, incredible knowledge and, you know, a nose. You got to know the wine's nose and its legs and right, all right. this. You don't need to know any of that sure. to enjoy a good bottle of wine. So now on the man cave, and, yeah, on the man cave, yeah. we've talked to a, a lot of people um, about bourbons and about whiskeys, and we like talking mm-hmm. to the distillers, to the guys who are are making the stuff, and and we mm-hmm. usually ask, what's the right way to drink it? What should we be doing? And they're like, you know, should it be neat? Should it be on the rocks? Should it be in a cocktail? And they're like, do it however you like. And this is coming from the guys who are making it, right? Not the aficionados. Yeah. And, and sure. so I really like talking to those guys. And it's a, it's, it, you're the, you're in the same place with the wine. It's like, do what you enjoy, you know? And if you like yeah. our stuff, buy another bottle of it and enjoy it some more. But do it however Absolutely. you want. Put it on the rocks. Drink it straight, however you want. Yeah, of course. Because, look, um, you know, it's, it's like uh, there are certain uh, there's certain uh, spirits that need to be sipped and there are certain ones that need to be gulped <laughs> and uh, and then certain times you want a cocktail and then other times you want it straight up or neat or whatever so it's really a question of what preference is what makes you happy mm. and you know I mean I'm not a big uh, hard liquor person I love cognac armagnac I like a really good single malt scotch and I like generally whiskeys that you sip, not that you slam down. <laughs> All right. That's just my preference. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but hey, one of the greatest things in life is a glass of cognac, a nice uh, Cuban cigar hanging out in front of the fireplace. There's just nothing better than that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's great. So, Carrie, what's your what is your go to wine when you're uh, when you're having one? You're like, ah, I got to pick this up and uh, enjoy it. Uh, well, there's a a vineyard that I stumbled upon by accident. Mm. And here's a little secret: if you don't know anything about wine, what tastes good, whatever, go to a place that shows the Wine Spectator ratings. Mm. Now, I won't tell you that every Wine Spectator rating is accurate, mm-hmm. but I will tell you that if a wine is rated ninety by the wine spectator, it's probably not going to be a bad bottle. And I found this bottle It's called Gordon uh, Brothers Estates, I think, in Washington State Cabernet. It's about $27, $29 a bottle. Uh, we have a total wines near us, and they put these numbers out in front of a lot of different bottles. And I took it to a wine tasting, a blind wine tasting, oh. and 
everybody tasted. There were five different types, and this was far and away the best received wine. I had no idea that it was going to be that great a bottle, and I've bought it for years since then. Ah. So Gordon Gordon Brothers Estates in Washington State. All right. I'm going to have to scribble that one down and uh, try to find it here in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, Total Wines has got it for sure, yeah. but I'm sure you can order it. Sure. Well, awesome. Carrie. I, I really appreciate you taking a little time and uh, hanging out in the man cave and, and talking about your stuff Love and talking it. about wine. Uh, what's uh, what's your website? Website is financialsurvivalnetwork.com and viralpodcasting.com. All right. Excellent. What's your proclivity? And when people uh, are searching their podcast download sites, they'll be looking for the Financial Sur- Survival Network? Correct. Excellent. All right, Carrie Lutz, thanks so much for uh, coming and being with us in the Mac Cave. Hey, my pleasure. Right. Pleasure to be on. All right, cheers, man.